Say I like it. Say I like it. Yeah. There was a hell of a lot of camping in that movie. It's so bad. And I liked this movie. People, just take my reviews with a grain of salt. Here's my hideous toe. Let me put it in ya. I finally have slugs on Blu-ray. There's no character in an Eli Roth movie to root for. Have a nice day! <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that thought the Antichrist would have been far more subtle when running for president. I'm Eric Marner. <laughs> and I'm Eugene Weaver! <laughs> How are we doing tonight? Ah, uh, good. Well played, sir. Yeah, <laughs> good. I thought, you, um, I thought you'd like that. Yes, oh, of course. No names, yes. please. Um, yep, no names. <laughs> Uh, anyway, how are you doing? Uh, good. We might we we may have uh, some internet uh, connection issues tonight, but we're gonna barrel through it. And um, you, the faithful loyal listener, will hopefully never even find out. Or if you do, you'll hear me rant and rave and swear and drink. Yeah. So either way, either way, it's a win. We'll we'll have five minutes of after the credits of just 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 nonstop swearing, cussing. Yes. <laughs> All one sided. Yes, and and there is a distinct possibility that that will happen. <laughs> that's all right. We'll find Stay a way tuned. to get through, and that's the beauty yeah. of uh, it being a podcast is that I can um, <clears throat> edit. I'm so handy with the editing and post. In case you didn't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, we're yes. not really this funny this this uh, consistently. And you're like you're <laughs> you're barely funny as it is. Well, you're lucky it's even that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah. Uh, what am I drinking tonight? Why oh, I got the wrong bottle? Um, shit, I forget what it's called. Uh, louders. I'm drinking louders tonight. Oh, you're drinking? Oh, okay. Yeah, I picked up a bottle of that because I'll probably get some uh, more of my cheap Canadian whiskey, uh, Canadian Hunter tomorrow. So uh, the, I thought, yeah, the good stuff. Yeah, the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> well. What about you? Is it um, for me? Uh, the uh, the liquor store guy. We're buddies now, by the way. That says a whole lot about me. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, usually when they're like the usual sir, and it's not at the yeah. corner pub when you're <laughs> probably not a good. But uh, oh, but I'm like, hey, you know, I really like that Bush Mills. He's like, oh, hey, I've got one for you. So he's like, have you tried Con? Oh, boy, I'm looking at here, Con Cannon. Concannon Irish whiskey, which wow. is a, it's it's under twenty dollars. It's like in the mid whatever. He's like it's it's very comparable to Bush Mills. He's like if you like Bush Mills, and I do. He's like give that a try. I'm like oh, okay, yep. I just had my first sip and tasty. Nice. Did you get a yes. lime then for your Bush Mills? No, no. Ugh, you lazy oh. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the the grocery store isn't the ta- wait. There actually is, uh-huh. a, a, yeah, yeah. I think actually there is limes in the house, but man, uh, good. <laughs> that's great. That requires knives and cutting and things that exist. <laughs> it's just too much. Uh, well, if you're looking for an update on the plumbing front, I'm no longer swimming in uh, bowels of shit and, and okay. death. <laughs> my buddy Adam came over on Saturday, rented an excavator, something way out of my expertise, and we. Dug about 10 feet down and discovered all the problems that were happening with my <laughs> sewage line. It was very funny. We learned a lot about the house in, yeah. in the process. It was very interesting. Did you find out that it's built on one of the seven gateways to hell? Pretty much. It was pretty yeah. much. <laughs> now, my house is a little older, so what happened is, uh, and there's a big bank out the front of my house, so they had to put it very deep. And mm-hmm. 
they ran, they probably built the house and had a sewage system. And then the city came in and put in their city sewer, which is obviously newer. Yeah. And so they cut it off, but then they cut it off so deep that they had to actually turn it so that it continues to be downhill because shit rolls downhill Mm. and floats downhill. So they put a 45 degree angle in my uh, septic line. Do you know, you know how many angles are, uh, you're allowed to put in your septic line? That would be a big fat zero. You're not supposed to have any whatsoever. So we cut that out and replaced it with a couple of 22s. And everybody's like, oh, this is what I'm listening to movie freaks for is plumbing angle talk. But uh, in case everybody wonders, yeah. But and finding some one of the seven gateways to hell. So it does tie in with movies. We did. We did summon a gold goth and shit demon while we were at it. (laughs) Eyeballs popping out. and Yeah. So it's all good. (laughs) We did. Dig deep enough, nearly, to where Satan was like, hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, quit you knocking know, I... on my door. <laughs> oh, good times. But at any rate, right. that should be fixed for at least as long as I'm ever going to be here. Yeah. Better... Well, speaking of Satan, should I kick off roulette? Oh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> let's, let's dive into the roulette where we <sighs> force each other to watch. Tonight, dive into uh, the ocean of Netflix in search of those gems, and oh, were there gems abounding this week? I cannot oh, yeah. wait to talk about my movie. I can't. I'm giddy to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but you, it's your turn to go first. It was uh, Killer Be Killed up against the Trust Rage Cage. Okay. How did Rage oh, Cage? Okay, Rage Cage and a Hobbit. Um, a pair of cops investigating a drug invasion uh, stumble upon a mysterious bank vault. That sounds way, way better than this movie is. And this is one of those, and we talked about this before, where the first five minutes you're like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> that's this movie. Um, Mr. Embarrassed, I've got a mustache. Nicholas Cage shows up, and I'm like, up. Oh, he's cashing a paycheck. Great. And, up oh, there's Elijah Wood, and he's looking at a mole on some lady's Breast falls, having sex. I'm like, oh, and he looks humiliated and like, ah, oh, here's my thousand bucks. I, whatever. It, this movie, it, here's the thing on IMDb, it says it's a crime thriller. Um, no, no, it's not really until the very, very end. This is trying to be almost a wacky comedy type thing. I kind of want to watch it more now. For the, for, it's so weird and awful. Um, on every level, like Nicolas Cage is supposed to be kind of goofy, but what am I saying here? He's supposed to be kind of, goofy. he is freaking goofy. Um, but it, it, none of it works at all. And he's kind of that now he's officially that creepy 50 year oldish guy. That's kind of frumpy and, ah, uh, it's just, yeah. But did you see the trailer that I posted today for that new Nick Cage movie? Cause I have not, no, I haven't watched that yet. It seems like he goes between this garbage dumper stuff where he doesn't even try straight over to this other thing where it, it looks awesome. Like he's mm. nailing it in a comedy, a comedic sort mm. of way. But it, it it's overlong. Uh, it's random scenes of them talking and they're, they're, they're dumb. So none of it is planned good. None of this, this bank robbing thing is planned even remotely good. And should I spoil anything or not? Or eh. is there anything to spoil? Oh, there's kind of a twisty type ending, uh, kind of, but it all sucks, asshole. <laughs> um, this, I mean, this seriously, this is the worst. This is the worst Nicolas Cage movie that I have ever seen. 
Oh, it, 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 I yeah, mean, well, it's, it's I, Wicker more, Man. Yes, at least the Wicker Man was kind of a horror movie, a little tiny bit. There is nothing in this movie that I liked. I hated everything about this movie. Um, everything, like okay. literally, I, <laughs> um, I, I gave it uh, zero. I think, or did I give it a half a star? I actually, you know what? I think I gave it a half a star. Um, mainly because, yeah, I did because of your roulette. Uh, I <laughs> literally, no spoilers. I yet. literally <laughs> could not give it the same score as your movie. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to, I'll let you know. Okay. You know, um, you might want to cut that out because that's a spoiler nah, for your, I don't care. <laughs> uh, what else about this movie? Um, well, you don't, we might not have had the same opinion about killer be killed. You don't know yet. That's true. I, yeah, I have not should. given you a grade on that movie yet. Yeah. This one here gets a half a star. Um, and I feel guilty saying that. And the budget was $9 million. And I'm like, what? Where? Where is the $9 million? Um, because it's just them doing stupid shit and then they do stupid more shit and then the credits roll and it's uh, the, awful. The $9 million is, uh, three of it goes to Cage and two of it goes to The Hobbit and so over half your budget's there and then <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I don't know, but let's bear in mind that that movie costs $9 million when we get to the recently watched and talk about some other low budget movies. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anything else for the trust? No, that's no, fuck that movie. It's okay. awful. <laughs> awful. It's, it's so bad. Oh, by the way, here's one more thing. Here's one more. The best part of the movie for me was, uh, they're sitting at a strip club and they're playing their ridiculously stupid bank robber thing, whatever they do. I don't care. Um, but they're sitting there and, uh, Nicholas Cage uh, gets uh, he he gets a lemon and Tabasco sauce and puts Tabasco sauce on the lemon slice and eats it. And uh, Elijah Wood says, "What are you doing? What?" He's like, "Oh, you should try it. No, try it. I insist. You try it. No, I don't want it. I try it. Blah 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 blah. blah. Try it." And so he's fine. And he tries it and almost throws up. He's like, "That's awful." And then Nicholas Cage goes, "I know." And then we cut to the next scene. And back to you. So it's, <laughs> so it's like Bad Lieutenant Port of New Orleans or whatever that he was in that also made no sense. Yeah, it was just random nothing. Like, I'm like, that just feels like something that they made up on the fly that they thought was funny and it's not. It's stupid. I'm like, what? That felt like like behind the scenes stuff that they're just goofing off at the bar and like, hey, hey let's put that in the movie. Why not? It, it still sounds like it's something. Okay, yeah. time for Kill or Be Killed. Are you ready for this yeah. review? Here we go. Um, <laughs> whew, this is an interesting one to try and review. Uh, Kill or Be Killed is a 2015 Western. Okay. To tell the story of this Western, I first have to tell you about... Um, what's his name here? Charles Walton. But before I tell you about him, I want to tell you about his father, Robert Walton. Robert was a good man, a simple man, and uh, he, he worked hard doing back-breaking work uh, all day. And in the evening, he would maybe watch whatever sports game was on, but his true love was westerns. He watched every old western that would ever air on TV, and he always took his son to every western that was in the theater. He, all the time, Robert would tell Charles, it's, the western is the truest form of cinema. That, that, that's what he... That's how he felt, you know, he's one of those old, old school guys, and that's the way that 
He liked to enjoy the cinema. Charles, Charlie, grew up with a passion for cinema, eventually going to film school, and as his dad got up there in age, he wanted to surprise his old man with a film that was, like, just for him. Okay? So, Charlie whipped up a script, got a hold of a whole troop of, like, Civil War reenactors that were all friends of his father, um, and he managed to put a meager budget together to get this film going. And in 2015, Charlie wheelchaired old Robert into the theater full of his friends to surprise him not only for his 102nd birthday, but also to surprise him with the Western uh, that his son and friends made just for him, Kill or Be Killed. Wow. And that is the completely fictional story that I made up while watching this movie to put a positive spin on by far the worst roulette movie I've ever watched since we started this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> no basis in fact. Over to you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, Robert, Robert okay. hung himself the next day after he yes. saw what he did. <laughs> no, um, I haven't told you or the listener anything about this movie, and you're welcome. Yes. Um... Okay, yeah. So, so, so I watched this movie as well. Oh, I'm um, so sorry. Yep, I decided. You know what? I, um, I, I, you, you were you. You said I've got a bad feeling about this movie. You should, you know, this movie. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to watch this whole thing. So I'm like, ah, I'll check it out. And then I ended up watching the whole thing because that's what I do. I punish myself for for watching shit like this. I was. Without a doubt, the worst roulette movie that we have ever come upon in, since we've been doing this. And what's sad to me is that, is that I think you've got the top three, the bottom three <laughs> roulettes. I think that you held the record for, like, I, the worst ones are all yours. <laughs> well, <laughs> you give me these things to watch. I don't know. I, I think that the only people that have watched this movie are half the people that made it and you and me. Hmm? Yeah, and there's a couple. There's a couple reviews on online, and they're all glowing, which means they're his buddies. Yeah, they're, that's the only way you can explain that. The only way. I, I I could go on and on discussing about like how all their clothes were clean and the dialogue was complete garbage, and but I don't want to spend all day sitting around crapping on this movie. If you like this movie, great, good for you. I'm glad you got you know this cool western, and it really did feel like. This was a personal thing that I made for somebody that I know, but it was <laughs> intolerable for me. Yeah. I, I, and I just want to move on. I don't want to, I don't want to just sit around because this is probably somebody's favorite movie and I don't want to sit around crapping on it. Yeah. Did you, <sighs> no, did you, by the, by the end, uh, I read on somewhere that it's like, oh, it's a Western horror movie. Did you at all at any point get the feel that they went like when the credits rolled, I'm like, What? Like where's the where was the horror in that or no, I, there, oh, was the, there was the kid was getting the guys killed because they killed his twin brother and parents, and he had made a mm. deal with the devil to help them get them killed. I get, I think maybe I don't know. Nah, okay. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> On to better things. Uh, <sighs> here we go. <laughs> I guess you get to go first. So sell me your okay. Next, uh, okay, so for me, first up, I have Night of the Living Deb. 
Uh, Deb. So just so we're clear here, yeah. it's from 2015, and uh, it's a comedy slash horror slash romance. Um, after a girl's night out, uh, awkward Deb wakes up in an apartment of the most attractive guy in Portland, Maine. She's thrilled, but she can't remember much of how how she got there. Uh, blah, 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 zombies. Uh, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, next up... <laughs> Is uh, the ones below 2015? This is, and by the way, this is October. So you are getting th- three fantastic sounding horror movies. Um, so Liter- the ones below, anything will be better than last week. Yes, anything. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, even Jennifer's body, I think, is probably better than the garbage that we watched. Let's not um, get carried one- away. Yeah, <laughs> the ones below. <laughs> A couple expecting their first child discover an unnerving difference between themselves and the couple living in the flat below them who are also having a baby. Yeah. So that one actually did get some uh, some decent reviews, but uh, take that with a grain of salt. Um, and then last but not least, we have What We Become, 2015 again. And this one here. Is a family of four is quarantined in their home as a uh, virulent strand of the flu spreads into town and they are forced to the extreme to escape alive. Um, hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that's a that's a Danish movie. OK, Not that, that matters or anything, but that's a foreign film. So, you know, OK, got uh, got some zombie stuff going on there and some baby demon whatever action, I guess. <laughs> Uh, that's all right. I- I'll accept this roulette only because it's October and I needed to get as many horror movies, uh, on the list as I can. Yeah. Well, and as you'll see later on in, the, in, in tonight's episode, there are those gem horror movies in the rough. Yep. So. Okay. Uh, over to me, it, we're doing the unwanted, uh, which everything about this screams no, except for the fact that it's uh, in the southern gothic retelling of Sheridan Le Fanu's vampire story Harmilla, a young drifter arrives in a rural, rural town seeking the whereabouts of the mother she never knew when she becomes sexually involved with an emotional, fragile waitress. Uh, and this is listed as vampire horror, so I, the only thing that, that's the only thing that really got me in uh, to adding it was, oh, vampire. We're doing a vampire thing? Mm. Okay. Next up mm-hmm. is Painkillers. And this had a sci-fi looking edge to it, in my opinion, but the synopsis on IMDb doesn't sound like it. Uh, Marines sent on a classified mission to Afghanistan find themselves trapped in a military hospital with no memory of how they got there. And then that's my abridged version because you read the longer version and it goes on and on and on and on and on. But there, I think there there is a sci-fi alien angle going on there, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And lastly, the siege of. I'm probably going to say this wrong. Jadotville. Jadotville. Mm-hmm. It probably mm-hmm. has a different pronunciation because it's an African something or other. Irish Commandant yeah. Pat Quinlan leads a standoff with troops against French and Belgian uh, mercenaries in the Congo. Did I say African? Where are we at? Congo. Oh, yeah. Oh, Congo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, during the early 1960s. This is Jamie Dornan, Mark Strong, and this is a Netflix original movie. And, uh, I posted the trailer for this a couple weeks back, and it, it looks legit. So this is your, that would be the safest pick. 
this week, yeah. I think. Okay. Um, anything else? I to All add? right. Yeah, there we go. I wanted to throw you three crappy horror movies from Netflix after Killer Be Killed, but I, you know, I was like, oh, we, I, I want to know about this stuff. So, uh, you're up first. Okay. So for me, um, you know what? After the shitstorm that was last week's roulette, I'm going to take the safest bet, and that would be the siege, because uh, that does look good. Siege of uh, Jadotville. That looks that looks good. And I know it's safe, and I know it's October. I should be picking something horror, but you know what? Uh, I want a good war movie, so I'm I'm holding out hope this is going to be pretty good. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I'm uh, yeah. glad that. You'll give me two hours to maybe catch up on the horror movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, and at the, at the very least, no matter what you pick, even if it's bad, that counts as a horror movie for October. So there you go. Yep. That's right. <laughs> I'm looking and up for I your will... best interest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you saw a window where it's like, you dive on this shit, so I don't have to. Yep. That's, a, <laughs> that's okay this month. I'll take the ones below. Oh, okay. Because... It has pregnant people in it, which is something yeah. I normally uh, avoid because I think it's cinematically sometimes irritating or not what I want to be entertained by. But I've been proven wrong this week by a different movie. And so, therefore, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm going to double down on it. All right. Ooh, nice. I mean, this that's a gamble there, but uh, it eh, could pay off. I'm, I'm watching roulettes on Netflix roulettes. It's in, they're all gambles. It's just yeah. finding those horror movies, especially hard to find. Nice. Okay. okay. That's going to do it for the roulette. Okay. And with that, let's move into recently watched or the second round of the October horror-thon. Uh, last week we were at seven and seven. Perfect tie. Highly doubt that's where we're at today. <laughs> Cause well, I've I been, don't know. In, I've been really busy digging up, uh, you know, shit demons and shit. So I've, uh, <laughs> it's taken a lot of work to even get the few horror movies watched that I've got this week. Not that I'm necessarily that far behind. I just, well, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Let's see where this week's Horror-thon numbers are up to. Last week was 7-7. Seven to seven. Uh, Go ahead. You get to kick us off. Okay. Uh, so starting things off, and I think I hinted at this last week, um, and forgive me if I did not, but I watched uh, Roman Polanski's The Ninth Gate. You did tease uh, that. Okay, I thought so, yes. With uh, Johnny Depp, obviously. Um and uh, this is one where you uh, you had talked me into watching this one years ago at this point now. And um, I've watched it. This is my third time watching it. And uh, I'm happy to report that it holds up every bit as good as the first time I watched it. It is such a great movie. And good chance this is my favorite Roman Polanski movie, even though this is probably like, for most people, a second tier or third tier Polanski. I love a good supernatural, uh, culty type movie. And this one here hits all the right notes. It's, it has more of an epic type feel. And I love that. Um, movie is two hours, almost two hours and 15 minutes long. Um, and what you get here is Johnny Depp playing a, acting like a really good actor and not, he's always, he's a good actor, but <laughs> not, not acting, not acting goofy, weird, Tim Burtony, Johnny Depp. He's act, he's, he's a 
he's a legit good actor, and you can see it here in spades in The Ninth Gate. Um, uh, one of the sexiest men alive, as far as actors go, and yet he acts like a total dork, bookworm nerd who's very awkward around uh, the good-looking blonde in the movie. You know, yes, he can sell yes. it, where you're like, I believe it, that he's a dork. Oh, totally, totally. Uh, but but So about that, the storyline, I want to keep it very vague, because those of you who have not watched this movie, I urge you to check this one out. This is one of those... I maybe uh, maybe it's found another a resurgence on home video, but it just seems like this one didn't do that good in the theater. Um, in fact, it didn't. I'm looking at the budget was 38 million and it grossed 18 million in the theaters, and uh, it just seems like it just kind of went away very fast and it never found a resurgence on home video. But it genuinely is a good suspense thriller horror movie with a great ending uh, that's a kind of a head scratcher but i like that i like that you're like no wait what that's awesome but huh i thought it was great uh but very much witchy satanic-y uh dealing with a a book he's a rare book collector and he's trying to find these last two copies of a book that supposedly satan helped write um and Leads to all sorts of crazy culty things and Dodge Vipers driving around, and it's just badass. It's such a cool movie. Um, it flies by even at two hours and fifteen minutes the whole way through. I'm like, oh, what is going to happen next? This is so good, and it looks so good on Blu-ray. It's shot yeah. so well, and the, the, it, the score, everything just pops. Oh, oh yeah, it's fan- a fantastic film. Yep, and I would have been really fantastic. bummed if you had come back and been like, nah, just not for me, and or it's too slow, because I love, that's easily my favorite Polanski. Yeah, it's it's a great movie, and it still holds up. It's uh, That's a, a credit to great acting, a great writer, and a great director. I mean, everything just came together in this movie, and, and I do remember when this movie came out, this was back in 1999, I remember when it came out, it got... Uh, really trashed in the reviews because I the trailer itself looked really good and I remember like ooh that looks really cool and they had this shot there there was a shot of a Dodge Viper in there and I I've always been a big fan of of that car and I'm like I got to see that and then the reviews came in oh it's boring and blah 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 whatever and so I did not watch it ever until you were like uh you need to watch that movie cuz it's awesome and yeah, then I did, and I'm like, okay, uh, that that was great, and I feel stupid for waiting 15 <laughs> years or whatever. It's no, I I think that maybe I'm remembering it incorrectly, but I feel like you started getting into a little bit of a Criterion kick, and you got Repulsion, and you were like, this is amazing, and I was like, have you seen Ninth Gate? Because that's my favorite Polanski. Yes, and then, yes, that's exactly what happened. Yep, uh, you just didn't, <laughs> hadn't watched it. I mean, there's plenty of Polanski I still haven't seen. It just that oh, I love that movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. Don't expect easy answers in it though, but uh, that's part of the fun of that movie is that you really have to pay attention, but it pays off if you do. I agree, and uh, yeah. So anyway, um, and real quick here, I'll just hit on the other one just because it goes so well with well, acting wise or actor wise, uh, it it kind of goes together kind of because Johnny okay. Depp is in the next the Johnny Depp's in the next one that I'm going to talk about real quick. Um, and that is, that is Tim Burton's dark shadows uh, from oh. 2012. I gave this one here a rewatch. I bought this fairly cheap on Blu-ray and I remember the first time I watched it, I think thinking to myself, that was okay. Uh, some of, some of Tim Burton's movies are really, really good. Sleepy hollow being probably my favorite one. 
Um, some of them are kind of like this, and then some of them are really shitty. And Dark Shadows, I think, falls under the – especially upon rewatch, I'm like, you know what? It didn't do that good in theaters, but yeah, for what it was, I wasn't bored, and it was kind of forgettable, but yeah, entertaining and good to have a drink over, and there's a couple good laughs, and Johnny Depp is his weird, you know – Face is all white and it's, you know, it's Johnny Depp being weird. Goofy, goofy Johnny Depp. Yeah, it's very goofy Johnny Depp. Um, but Michelle Pfeiffer's in it and Eva Green and a whole bunch of people that you know. And, and Alice Cooper. So, yeah, he's in it. Um, is, have you ever wait, watched this? No, I haven't. Is it, is it Michelle Pfeiffer or is it, uh, Helena Bottom Carter? No, she's in it too. Okay. Yeah, Jackie Earl, uh, Haley's in this, uh, Johnny Lee Miller. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. There is a, there's a, Christopher Lee's in it. There's a hmm. lot of big people in the movie. Um, and I honestly, the first hour was solid, like really, really good. And he's basically, he is an imprisoned vampire. Uh, his name is Barnabas. This is based on an old TV show, I think. Yeah, um, it was on Netflix for a while. I was tempted to actually start watching it, but then the reviews for the movie came in and I was like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but also, he's a, he's a, a vampire that was, uh, buried for hundreds of years by his witchy, uh, not girlfriend, cause he, he fell in love with another girl and then this girl that really loved him put a curse on him, which she's, that's Eva Green. And, uh, so he was buried for centuries, comes back as a vampire, and she's taken over the town because she's a vampire too, and, uh, wacky hijinks ensue as they fight each other and have sex, and they're vampires, and they, you know, and they're, it's kind of the ironic humor to where it's like, whoa, a telephone booth, what? Where's the horse and carriages? And ha ha. <laughs> And um, that's being like, there's things yes, over here. <laughs> yes. And then, of course, Helen Bonham Carter is Helen Bonham Carter in the movie playing Helen Bonham Carter. Um, yeah. So and she's funny. I mean, it's it's got some really genuinely funny parts in it when it's done. I'm like, wait, how did that movie end again? Oh, yeah. OK. You're but like kind of like the ninth gate. You're like, oh, they're, they're about the same score. Johnny Depp performance is great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was just odd to see, like, going from that quality of Johnny Depp to immediately this. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. Ah, it's, uh, it's still, it's, 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 it may be kind of dumb, but it still freaks me out when he is looking at that book in the Ninth Gate. And then he, he goes, oh, ma'am, ma'am, or whatever. And then he goes to open the door and it's everything's on fire. Yes. Ugh, that yes. part freaks me out. Oh yeah, that storyline in that movie is so good. It's uh, I really wish that Johnny Depp would do more of those roles and less of these. Um, but you know, these roles for the most part pay the bills, and so uh, well. And the, the goofy role has to be more fun when you can really just kind of tear around on set, and everybody's like, "Yay, it's Johnny yeah. Depp!" Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure where you would fall on this movie because uh, I know that you're very hit and miss with Tim Burton. And that style of Johnny Depp, but it has enough funny parts, and it's lighthearted, I guess, enough that I'm like, yeah, I was that was worth another rewatch. I probably won't watch it again for a long time, but I'll give it another rewatch again eventually because it's it's it screams Tim Burton the whole way through. You're like, I'm watching a Tim Burton movie. So anyway, right? I got you. I'll check it out sometime. I just it's not high on my list, but by yeah. the end of October, it might be. We'll see. Yeah. So it's not awful. It's it's good. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, over to me. Let's kick off my horror-thon for the last week. Uh, I was down in a hole ten feet deep, uh, shoveling shit. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> back to me. Back to you. Uh, one point. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, going on to Netflix and watching uh, Eugene's Roulettes uh, from 2015, The Invitation. Yeah. While, while attending a dinner party at his former home, a man thinks his ex-wife and her new husband have sinister intentions for their guests. And this is very much me at every dinner party all the time. For the first two-thirds of this movie, it's like, I'm awkward, I'm awkward, I hate this, I, this is weird, I think I'm in a cult and everybody wants to kill me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and everybody laughs and says, ah, that's a funny joke that I heard a guy say on a podcast, but I really mean it. <laughs> the only difference is that it may or may not come true for the third act of this movie uh, and since we're talking about it and it's a horror movie you know that yeah it might be um, yeah. but uh, for the actual review of the movie I did enjoy it all the way through I was entertained you know I, it's a very boring review to give but probably one and done for me I, I especially the ending rocked and the, yeah. the movie as a whole was good. There were a couple of parts that were really irritating as far as they they overplayed the the one guy's too paranoid. He's too paranoid. He's too paranoid. And then, oh, maybe he's not too paranoid. Oh, he's yeah. too paranoid. And it's like they did that too much. Sort of like just they should have got on with it at about the halfway point instead of the last 15 minutes. Okay. But that's just my own personal opinion yeah. or taste or whatever you have. You will have it, uh, but definitely worth a watch and quite enjoyed. And and everybody keeps maybe it's just my perception leading up to this, but the the one thing I keep hearing about this movie before I watched it was oh the videotape the videotape oh did you hear about the videotape? And so when they actually hit the videotape part, I was like that's it that's what everybody's freaking out about. That was nothing. I anyway yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, uh, integral to the plot and everything, but I, I was expecting, like, something, some Blair Witch shit or something, like, found footage. This is going to be insane, and no, it wasn't. It was yeah. just a little plot device to keep things moving, which was fine. It was just a fault of my own perception, so, yeah. anyway. But it sounds like it sounds like it gets a, it's a passing thumbs up. Maybe even more. It's a, it's a solid thumbs up. It's just not something that I would go... Oh, I can't wait to watch that again. It's like, I, I watched it. I got it. You know, there's plenty yeah. of other things in the world to be spending my time on. Yeah. Uh, back to you. Okay. Um, next up for me is, uh, I, and this one here was watched literally because of the month that it is. And that's October. I'm like, you know what? I want to try to get my quota in for, uh, for, Horror movies, so I should give this one a rewatch, and um, in, in the hopes that this this one here didn't turn into Silent Night, the the Silent Night Deadly Night remake, which I originally I watched it the first time. I'm like, hey, that was pretty good. Then the second time, I'm like, ah, that was okay. And then the third time, I'm like, oh, fuck that movie. Um, <laughs> wow, I'm surprised it took you three. I thought you hated that from the get go. No, 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 that took me three times, and I'm like, that movie is awful. Awful, and, but the thing is, but well, the thing is, back in the back of my head, I'm like, this is this is shitty. I think, but maybe it's not. 
And I think I like it because it's a Song Night Deadly Night remake. But no, it's it's awful. It just took me some time to come to grips with with that. Well, um, that or also like maybe I'm being too harsh on it because I have too much love for the original. That kind of thing. Oh, it could be. It, it yeah, it could be. But I remember the the first couple times I watched it, thinking the first time I thought that was that was okay, yeah. And then the second time it was okay. No, no. <laughs> the third time was I, I'll never watch that again. I will never watch that again. Uh, <laughs> you probably will. I will never yeah. watch that again. Yeah. <laughs> Which hell you, us- you told me not to watch it, and I was like, I have to. I love Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> Uh, which brings us to this next movie, and that is Texas Chainsaw 3D, or Texas Chainsaw from 2013, which I watched in the theater thinking, hey, not bad. So I bought it on Blu-ray for cheap, watched it again. Yeah, it was okay, not bad. I'm like, I should give that one another revisit. Uh, uh. I do recall you telling me this was a good movie and I should watch it. Yeah, no, it's awful. It's just, <laughs> it's just awful. Um, so is this I don't know what second, I mean, is this second or third in the line of the remakes? This is the third one that they, after, uh, after the very impressive, uh, Platinum Dunes, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre one and two, I really like those. Uh, they were just, they were fairly well done and they're just brutally violent. Um, this we one saw the first is, one, the first remake in theaters, right? I believe we saw both of them because the second one is, uh, oh, the second one was so mean spirited. Oh, I don't man. remember the second one. Yeah, the first one we watched, um, boy, I'm thinking that we watched that one with a, um, was Dewey that Bowl a double movie? Th- no, that was with Kill Bill. I got back from my honeymoon and, uh, oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so we did Kill Bill and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, double feature. Yeah, um, and and the first remake was okay. It wasn't bad. Yeah. wasn't I mean, it wasn't the original, but it was okay. Yeah, I don't, man, yeah. I don't remember this. Oh, the the second one was the beginning, wasn't it? Yes, the beginning. Yes, I okay. I do remember that, but I okay. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So this Carry one on. here is so this one here. They're they're they attempted to go back to the very first movie and tie the first movie in with this one with actual scenes from the first movie and. uh and they literally like, like showing scenes and then expounding on like right after Sally escapes from the house and then a group of uh, good old boys go back to take care of the Sawyers at the house. And uh, there was actually more people living in that house, by the way. So there's a no uh, there's like there were more people there, like more family, like Texas Chainsaw family living there. That we never saw in the original Toby Hooper movie. Not so we're, we're on I the mean, same page. That, that that that's ridiculously stupid, right? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm just I'm, why? Yeah, yeah. Well, so one of which is a baby, and the baby somehow escapes this huge shootout. So the baby grows up to be um, uh, uh, Alexandria D- uh, Daddario before she got to be. Bigger, I guess, fame, more famous because I'm like, what are you doing in this? So, so get this. So, so of course, so she has no recollection of you know where she comes from, but she's a she works at a butcher's at a, at a butcher shop because yeah, and you know she's got these low cut jeans and a hiked up shirt and she's sexy and she's cutting meat and she plays with bones, you see, because that's in her blood and it's so lame. And then her it's. Then from there, her her and her obnoxious 
friends inherit this house. Leatherface lives in the basement and um, he he um, he gets free and kills her awful cohorts and, uh, and then she is his caretaker and then the movie ends and it's it's fucking awful. It's so bad. And I liked this movie. So people just take my reviews with a grain of salt. When I say, <laughs> I, no, my favorite is when you're like, it's fucking awful. And I like this movie. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, th- this was so bad. This is silent night bad. Like this is genuinely awful. And some of the special effects, I'm like, man, I thought that those were good. The first time I watched them, it's just, it's sci-fi original CGI, like, <laughs> buffoonery just like oh that's not that's fake that's cgi nonsense right so um yeah anyway i'm just i'm still uh, i'm I'm still kind of curious because there's a lot of people out there that hate texas chainsaw massacre part two and they don't get that it's supposed to be kind of a comedy yeah oh this one's not played as last this one here is trying to play it straight but after the last two very very serious hardcore uh downbeat ones I, I honestly I don't know what they were going for with this one, uh, but it's it's a train wreck. It's that bad. Um, it's <laughs> maybe the worst of the all of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, other than the one where Leatherface uh, something with aliens. I think um, what? These, yeah, um, it was that, the that four, happened. I, I yes, missed that. It, yes, it was the fourth one. Um, oh, with one McConaughey. With, uh, is that the one with McConaughey and Renee Zellweger? I believe so. Yeah, it was the one with Renee Zellweger yeah. in it. Yes, the part three had uh, Viggo Mortensen in it, and then part then part four had uh, had McConaughey in it. That's the one where I think that I could be wrong. I have I've watched it once. It's awful, but I kind of remember something about they were they talked about aliens in it, and it's so bad. So <laughs> anyway, there okay, you go. I've talked I'm too do, much about. Uh, it. Yeah. That's all right. I'll do a little double header here. Okay. Uh, Army of Darkness. Finally got this Blu-ray watched. Nice. Thank you, sir. I watched yeah. the theatrical cut, and it's been so many years since I've watched either version of this movie. But I recall thinking the director's cut went on, got a little windy. Uh, but the so I wanted to watch the theatrical this time, and the theatrical has the more upbeat ending whereas the director's cut has the more the ending i i like more but it doesn't go anywhere so for now i'm gonna have to stick with theatrical i just wish there was a more healthier mix like blade runner there's too many cuts of this movie i wish there was a more healthier mix of some of the character building stuff throughout and then the ending was uh the happier one or they make a part four and it actually goes somewhere and they play with that really future weirdness that would be great yes uh but until then, I'm sticking with a the theatrical cut. Uh, I, I have to. And this is like one of the most Three Stooges slapsticky Monty Python stupid bullshit movies that's ever been made. It's so damn funny. <laughs> it's such a huge departure from the first two entries in the series that, that there's nothing you can do but sit that back as a, a complete comedy and just laugh your ass off at all the stupid one-liners and the entire silliness of the whole thing. Because it, yep. it it really has almost nothing in common with the first two movies. I'm yeah. not saying that in a negative light. I enjoy the movie. It's I, I say that loving the Three Stooges and Monty Python. It's it's absolutely hysterical. But oh boy, this is a dumb ass movie, <laughs> uh, and, and I that I wholeheartedly love. 
next up, I watched a movie called Kill or Be Killed, and that counts no. as a horror movie. And ah! <laughs> sorry, it does. IMDb is our grade for what is horror, and the big old H word is right there, right in its description. Hey, I was horrified throughout the entire runtime that that thing exists. Back to you. Uh, yep. <laughs> Can you believe that that's what constitutes for horror? Is that? Oh wow. I mean, oh. the last five minutes, I guess, maybe, uh, okay, but, oh, don't make me talk about that movie anymore. Yes, but things happen in it. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Okay, I'm, so back I'm to just, me. I, I'm plowing through the simple shits, because th- th- there's stuff coming that I want to talk about. Okay. Um, next up for me is uh, Altered States, uh, the Ken Russell movie from 19... 19- 82, I believe. Um, Something have like you that. seen this? No, this is one of those that I passed a million times on the VHS shelf at the rental store, and I'm like, there's an upside-down silhouette guy. Yeah. Uh, isn't it William Hurt? I should watch yes, this. Well, and yes, I just it is. Never got around to watching it. And yeah, William, William Hurt and uh, the, the one of the guys from Close Encounter of the, of the Third Kind is in this, too. So, um, yeah. Uh you know, the first time I watched this movie, I thought it was great. And uh, this is one of those movies where you have to be in the right frame of mind and the right mood to to enjoy it. Because this time here, I didn't like it near as much. But that's not to say that this is not a good movie. I just wasn't halfway through. I'm like, I'm really not in the mood to watch this, but I'm committed. I am literally at this point, I'm committed. I'm going to finish this movie. Um, but it is very, very trippy and weird and um, kind of open-ended to where what what's really going on. It's basically about uh, this guy that's doing experiments and trying to open up his mind more, I guess. And there's a lot of religious allegories in it. It's hard to describe this movie seriously other than uh, – Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I kind of oh, wow. like. It's just a whole bunch of drugs and weird religious imagery. Um, that he's. I, I honestly, I I don't know how to describe this movie. Um, other than the guy that did the special effects for this movie uh, was hired to do the effects for uh, Star Trek V: The Final Frontier. Because ILM was too expensive and William Shatner did not have the money to get – to pay for ILM. So he got this guy to do the effects, which if you I, – I, I, hey, I like Star Trek V, but the effects are eh, Dodgy spotty. Dodgy at best? Yes, yes. <laughs> they come from this guy because of altered states. But in this movie, they work brilliantly. Uh, they, they work really good in this movie. Um, but – you gotta watch this movie. I don't know. I honestly, I have no clue where you would fall on this movie. You could either hate this movie or be like, that was brilliant. I, I don't know. I truly don't know. Put it on the stack for the next drop off that we make when, okay. when I return all these uh, Italian things that you've given me. Yeah. The, the Blu-ray, it looks great and it is, uh, it is effects heavy. Um, and this is definitely one where I feel that if, um, if I would say that a very conservative-minded person would be fairly offended by this. There is a lot of religious 
stuff in the movie and not in a good way either, by the way. It's, uh, but I, I don't know why it's just there. And maybe I just, I'm sure that, I'm sure that there's listeners that have seen it and they're like, you didn't get it though. You come on. It's about this. And I know I, I didn't, I didn't. It was interesting. The first time I think I gave it four stars because I'm like, that is a, a weird anomaly of cinema. And this time I not near that high because I eh, not in the mood. So. Well, that's all right. I mean, it's it's not like we just it didn't spend the first uh, part of recently watched jerking off over the ninth gate for crying out loud. It doesn't have exactly. any religious imagery, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, good times. Oh, I look forward to watching it. I just have like zero frame of reference for that movie. The literally the only frame of it that I've seen whatsoever is just the cover art, and it's yeah. it's nothing. So I have I don't know if it's. George Orwell's 1984 or if it's uh 12 monkeys or like I get the that impression dystopian yeah, future sen- or yeah. something I don't know sensory deprivation and drugs and hallucinatory weirdness <laughs> go ahead go ahead and do another one okay um next up for me is um Ah, oh, damn it. Do I count Kill or Be Killed? Because that's the next on my list. And fuck. Yep. That, um, that, that, hey, I, IMDb is our grade for this this game. Okay. It counts as well, a horror movie. Okay. Well, I, you, for the record, I, here's here's what I actually wrote down in my little capsule <laughs> review, which I did not say. So here's my capsule review. Kill or Be Killed, zero stars. And here we have the worst roulette I've ever seen. It's actually a non-movie as it has virtually no storyline. Just random non-actors doing nothing in the fakest Old West you'll ever see. Every frame of this non-movie can rot in hell for all eternity. There was a hell of a lot of camping in that movie. Yes, they camped a lot. They They would camp and then somebody would be dead or gone and then they would discuss it and then move move on somewhere and then camp again. Cut to angry townsfolk and a cop guy or sheriff guy after him, and um, and then somebody would be yeah. talking. They'd be like, "Here's a dirt boy. I think I'll do the scene compared if you think that." And I was like, "What? What?" I yep. I literally didn't understand what you just said. It that I'm not uh-huh. gonna talk about this movie anymore. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, does that count, or should I keep sure. going one more? Sure. No. Okay. That counts. Or if you, okay. I mean, I've got uh, three left. Okay, I've got one. Two. Okay, yeah, I've got three left as well. And one of them, I think we're going to be talking about uh, the same thing. Yeah, so, we'll double up um, on it right now. Uh, Bleed. Uh, yes. Let's talk about Bleed. Let's talk about Bleed. Yo, you go first. Okay, Bleed is a... I didn't bring it up on my phone because we're having uh, internet issues and technical difficulties, but uh, it was one of the it was one of the roulettes last week, right? Yes. And the reason I hit play on it, because it was an hour and 20, which is very important when you have these uh, kind of low-budget direct-to-Netflix things. If it's uh, under an hour 30, okay, I'm a little more... Screw it. Let's hit play on this thing. I was a little yeah. put off by it being... I went and looked at the thing on IMDb last week, and I was like, oh, pregnant lady, here we go. Lots of running and crying and holding my stomach, and oh my god, I'm going into labor at the worst possible time for a horror movie. Usually, it's a uh, thing that just wears on me, but um, how wrong yep. I was about Bleed in every possible way. Uh, I think the synopsis yeah. was something along the lines of some ghost hunter friends come and visit their friends and decide to go 
to a local insane asylum or jail that burnt down and try and find some ghosts or some shit. And that's I a fine synopsis to not give anything away. But <laughs> this movie yeah. exceeded every expectation I had. And I think you said the budget was only half a million dollars? Yeah, $550,000. There's a right way to use a budget, a talented way to use a budget, and just a flat-out wrong and untalented way. The wrong and untalented way would be kill or be killed. There was nothing good whatsoever in any category. Whereas Bleed was everything good in every category possible, and you worked really hard to make your budget function with your talent. And, I, I mean, from editing, the shooting was fine. I, it wasn't like I was blown away, like it was a, I don't know, some magnificent kind of, oh, the amazing sky uh, uh shots were just a, a brilliant number. No, I mean, it was shot functional. It was fine. The editing was excellent. They actually had a reason for doing some of the cuts to other things that they did, as opposed to some of the last few roulettes I've watched where, oh, they just cut away to things, or like Kill or Be Killed, where they just paused on somebody for no reason, and the dialogue kept going, and then they snapped uh. away. It was awful. Whereas in Bleed, it made sense, and it made it more creepy. There were jump scares in Bleed, the first half an hour of which I was like, oh, it's kind of lame, and then the last two-thirds, it was like, oh, now I see why you did that, and the jump scares in the last two-thirds were effective, and they scared the shit out of me. And I shouldn't have been afraid of them. Oh, twisty things. I don't want to be spoilery in this movie. Uh, but things, nothing in this movie is what it seems. And I've been thinking about it for the last two days. <laughs> and that's due to the great... I shouldn't say great. That's due to the very good writing. Where it's like, they, I had certain expectations for what's going to happen going to this uh, burnt-down insane asylum kind of plot, and they turned everything on its head in the best possible way. Who I thought were good guys were bad guys, and who I thought were bad guys were good guys, and you really, you bamboozled, not bamboozled me all the way through, it wasn't an M. Night thing where, oh, big t super twist. It just was sort of like, uh, all my expectations were wrong, and... I couldn't wait to see where I went next, and I enjoyed it all the way through. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I understood every single aspect of the third act, um, but it was one that was like, I would totally watch that again, especially because of the pacing. It, hour 20, didn't dick around, I was involved all the way, got to the end, and it's over. I, I it, Awesome. Fantastic. There, yeah. I wouldn't cut anything, and not even a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in fact, I would because I watched it as well. Or I'm not surprised because I was like telling you this is again maybe I'm jaded because I just watched Killer Be Killed. But uh, tell me, is this good? Because it sure feels like this is good, fucking yeah. good. <laughs> nope. Yep. I, 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 honestly, the only thing that I would say is I think that it could have uh, been even a little bit longer. Because uh, yeah, you're right. It, this was a for the budget. And you can tell, you can tell that the it's not a huge budget theatrical movie, but for what it was for a Netflix movie, oh yeah, this is easily watchable. Um, I actually, I, I, I'm not gonna lie here, I actually watched the last, uh, 15 minutes of it again, just like, what the hell happened now? And I do think that it could have been a bit longer in the end, that, um, they had such a good setup and, uh, all sorts of creepy goings-ons that, it 
feels like there's like a couple scenes that that are almost left out that would have tied everything together better. Having said that, though, um, jump scares that worked, uh, actors that I for the most part cared about. Um, yeah, just a it's a cool little low budget Netflix movie that just kind of popped up on Netflix and uh, I liked it. I I honestly this is one of those where I, I watched it in the morning. Uh, cause sometimes I get up fairly early in the morning and so I watched it in the morning, but this would be one where I would urge listeners to watch it at the proper time where you can best, you know, enjoy a horror movie with louder jump scares and, uh, you know, more sinister plot developments as it goes on versus, uh, six in the morning. <laughs> I understand. And I agree. And let's, you know what? Screw it. Let's go, let's go spoiler a little bit on bleed. Um, Okay especially for that last 15 minutes where I agree the editing was a little fast on that. But at the same time, if they had put in another 10 minutes explaining everything, we might've got bored and been like, Oh, let's go. And I've spent the last two days thinking about this movie and like piecing together everything because it was a little bit like a puzzle. And it was sort of like you gave me all the pieces and it just took me a while to kind of put it together there. I still have questions, but Okay. I feel like the bulk of it was kind of there. So spoiler, spoiler, we're going spoiler. Uh, okay. The way that I read this and the ending, it was sort of like, because for most of it, you're thinking the bad guy is the spirit, but in actuality, the spirit thing was the good guy. And Yes. And he was somebody, and the bad uh, element was the cult that were waiting for their chosen child thing to sacrifice to for whatever it's very vague on that but it was like yeah the criminal guy that they all burned to death or whatever was actually the uh, resurrected spirit was the good guy i thought that was a fantastic kind of twist on what we on audience expectation that i yeah man i really dug that the more i thought about it i was like that was really cool and they got this really creepy ass it looks like the lead singer of Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and this, that smoke effect too was really cool when he, uh, when he dispatched a couple of people. That was cool. There were some good effects towards the end. Used very sparingly. You could tell that's where the budget yes. went. It was, we, we got to save it for this. And there were a couple of people like the, the, like the black guy died. And I was like, that's the only thing that I've kind of been stuck on. Was why? Yes, why, I agree. Why did he die? Because it felt like the spirit killed him, and it was like, why? That didn't quite make sense to me. But I've only watched it once, and it felt like the kind of movie that I need to watch about three times till I can like primer or something where I can put it all all the pieces together. And you know, obviously, the end doesn't make a ton of sense because it's like uh, the pregnant lady has the baby, and then it's not alive, and they're like, "Do you want to live?" And she's like, "Yes." So they slit her throat, and the baby's alive. And it's like, yeah, huh, like, what? again, it's culty things. And I think she was bearing the mark of whatever they need for their sacrifice. You got to fill in uh, some of the blanks. But at the same time, I was like totally blown away as far as this is not killer be killed. Therefore, it's my favorite movie I've ever watched. <laughs> OK. Yeah. Uh, and it did. It did also help that like everything in the movie seemed to happen very fast as far as like the time frame. It's not like we were like uh, several weeks or whatever. This felt like this couple and their friends, this all happened in like the time span of one night, the end yep. done. And, and the whole process of them, like going up to that uh, burnt out 
uh, prison or whatever the hell, it it, it felt yeah. way more natural than it does most of the time where they're like ghost hunting or whatever whatever the premise of yeah said shitty movie is. Uh, okay, uh, if you what do you got left? You got to do two or three, um, whatever the hell you got to do, do it now. Okay, last round. Uh, so. Uh, Okay, so this one here, um, I'm going to actually hit on the technical specs of this movie more so than the movie itself, and that is John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh. Um, I, yes. Don't waste uh, any time on the actual the, uh, review of the movie. We've done that a dozen times. Yeah. I want to talk about the, briefly, the technical specs of this uh, Scream Factory release. They just released this, um, and they did a complete new color timing on the movie, as well as a new 4.1 audio surround sound. You heard me right, 4.1. I was just going to say, did I hear you? Four? Yeah. Four. Um, so I guess it was taken from a 70 millimeter uh, film print, and um, I am happy to report that that particular audio track sounds phenomenal. Um, and the picture quality, I have never seen the thing look like this. I've, I'm used to a certain color palette for that movie, and this is not it, uh, but this is the way that uh, Dean Cundey from – he's the one that, that lensed it. Mm-hmm. This is his original vision of the movie, and ever since it was released on VHS, it's had a bit of a more warm tone to it. Well, if you know the movie, um, it is not a warm movie. It is freezing cold, and this particular Blu-ray is freezing cold. The whole way through, you genuinely feel you're in Antarctica. It is freezing cold. I, it's truly one of the best looking Blu-rays I have ever seen. It, it not only retains that, uh, filmic look, but it makes it look so, uh, so good. So new, like uh, watching the movie, I'm like, this movie could have been made yesterday. It looks that good. Um, now the special features are the other half of the reason to buy this new Blu-ray. There's hours of new interviews and all sorts of great things. Surprisingly, though, Kurt Russell and Rob Bottin are absent from the new special features, which surprises me, especially Rob Bottin. Um, yeah, what's he busy doing? I know, yeah, I, but regardless, it's still, it's so great. And just to hear their recollections of how things went, like the, the remaining cast that are alive and John Carpenter, the composer, some of the other, like the secondary effects units, how everything came to be and how E.T. basically destroyed this movie at the box office um, and Poltergeist. It's just, it's so fascinating. And now the cult following that this movie has, this is like a revered classic horror movie. Um, it's great. It's one of the best. I don't, I, I say it's one of the greatest horror movies ever made, but for me at least, it's one of the greatest movies ever made. It's, Quite literally, the perfect fantasy science fiction horror movie. I can't think of a frame that I would change in this movie. There, there isn't one, and so. it, it's it's also funny that it violates most of well, two of the three uh, rules that somebody made up along the way. I can't even remember who said it now, but they said don't work with kids, don't work with pets, and don't work with snow. And and that movie is wolves and snow, and it looks amazing. Yes. Even my old uh, original release DVD. Looks beyond phenomenal. Yeah, this thing here, I've like there. There are special effects uh, in this movie that uh, I've never noticed before. Like it's, um, I've, I've I, I'm like wow. I I've watched this movie numerous times on laserdisc, on VHS, on DVD. 
Um, and on the other Blu-ray, and I'm like, wow, I it's so it looks different now. Like I can see certain areas of the creature or of the effects that I've never really noticed before. So it's weird. We have now gotten to the to the point where uh, Blu-rays are replacing the older Blu-rays. Where it's like, oh, that Blu-ray is dated and obsolete from five years ago because there's this new remastered version, and it's genuinely it's. It's better. Yeah, so anyway. I agree, that, but that's um, all part oh. of the the cycle. I've watched this movie with you on VHS multiple times, and then Laserdisc, and then DVD. So yeah, that doesn't yeah. surprise me. Okay, next. Yeah, yeah. Okay, last but not least, um, uh, boy, I, Hostel from Eli Roth, two thousand five. The history that you and I have with this movie is great. Um, <laughs> uh, I, seriously, I'll never forget the time where we saw this in the theater. This was the double header with uh, the the Yui Bowl. Uh, House of was the it? Dead. No, it was Blood Rain. Oh God! Whew. Yeah, Hostel and Blood Rain, and this was the sleeper hit. This movie did well um, when it came out in theaters, and I, I've watched it several times. Not several. I've watched it a lot. Uh, I'm not going to get into the plot points of the movie. It's it's. It's, you know, torture-y, awesome-y, horror goodness. Um, I will say, though, that uh, upon a rewatch of this, Hostile 2 uh, beats this movie hands down in every single area. I love Hostile Part 2. Um, wow, I disagree with that, but okay. Well, really, I, I love Hostile 2 just because we get from the viewpoint of the actual bitters of the of, you know the perpetrators of the crimes yeah. and uh, the some of the set pieces are great and I just I actually genuinely liked uh, the girls in Hostel Two a bit more than these frat boy guys in Hostel One but having said that it's it's kind of the same thing I well there, there's I, no character in a Eli Roth movie to root for they're all completely just horrible assholes. Yeah, you're actually, you're absolutely right. And thinking about every movie that he's made, there is not one character where I'm like, now that person, I'm, I'm really pulling for you. <laughs> so, I agree. um, anyway, but yeah, it's, it was still good. The, the uh, practical effects were really good. Uh, good special effects, good score. Uh, I really like that Eli Roth, you can tell he has a, a passion for, old school Italian cinema and shows in his movies. And I appreciate that. I really do. And I think that might be one of the reasons why I give some of his stuff a pass uh, is because I know how much of a horror geek he is. And that's me. I'm a horror geek. So, uh, but it was fun to rewatch that movie. Um, I probably won't rewatch that for a while, but it was a good movie. I agree. And I think that might still be my favorite Eli Roth movie. I haven't seen all of his stuff, but that one, uh, it's sort of like, I'm not even really in love with that movie. It just, that's the one where I'm like, there is the most quality there, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, last round for me. A uh, little quick doubleheader. Chopping Mall. Mm. Dude, you're saving this for the last... Oh, man. What? I could... Let's talk about Let's talk about this one. <laughs> <laughs> well... Have, have a nice day. Have a nice day. <laughs> uh, I, I, I gotta say, dude, I, I'm not entirely sure I've seen this movie before. I, I thought I did. There's another movie out there where robots that look more, way more like trash cans than the robots in this movie, uh, police some hmm. sort of security uh, warehouse or some shit. I don't know. I, I, I think I've been mis mistaking uh, this movie for another movie. 
Maybe not. Maybe I'm just making shit up, and it's it's right there with that underwater movie that I can't find for the life of me. But <laughs> uh, nonetheless, here is a movie that is way ripe for a remake. I, I love the Johnny Five type robots from hell. Yeah, uh, it must have been a blast driving those things around and shooting everybody up at this uh, yeah, mall. <laughs> but it is like what you said it was. It's yeah. it's a, a bunch of uh, late teens, early twenties. Get dad's keys to the store in the mall and want to have sex and drink beer. And then the robots were brilliant. Jim Wynorski writing says, I guarantee absolutely nothing can ever go wrong whatsoever with these robots, security guards, nothing ever will ever go wrong in any possible situation. Nonetheless, oh, uh, yeah, title card, chopping mall. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. this will be okay. Lightning, lightning, and robot death. <laughs> uh, yep. Totally enjoyable, had a blast with it. It was not nearly as bad as the movie that I remember watching, which clearly was probably not Chopping Mole. It was something else, I don't know. But I I remember something else with these other robots that were... They literally looked like trash cans on wheels. It was not this. Uh, Anyway. Man, now now I'm wondering what that would be. I I don't know, but it was something horrible. Hmm. Uh, Okay, and lastly for me this week is The New York Ripper. Lucio... Fulci. Uh, nice. There is just something about this man and his directorial style. <laughs> once you understand it, once you kind of like have the flavor, it just works. And man, did this work. This one was a lot more kind of horrifying TNA, but... Yes. Uh, it kind of worked. Like a... Call back to the opening. They're... Ooh, the worst kind of grabbing that pussy. Um, yeah, this yeah. <laughs> this guy grabs it with a knife. Just a heads up and a yep. warning. It's a, it's oh, wow. Yeah. That was kind of really creepy and terrible. Uh, even for a Fulci movie, I I had to remind myself uh, halfway through a couple times. Oh, it's ooh, yeah, that's uh, we're doing a Fulci thing. It's just a little more John Waterys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and it's very mean spirited. Extremely mean spirited. Uh, I've watched this movie so many times, I've lost count. But I every time I watch it, I'm like, oh man, this is hardcore. Oh, I mean, that, I mean he hits a glass at one point, and right into the oh, right into the puss. Yeah. And it's like, well, why? Yeah. Come on, Judas. Why? You could just anywhere, but oh, it's so hardcore and gross and yep. <sighs> Like my uh, Cecil B. Demented review that is up on the Facebook page today, yes. uh, it has, I don't want to say it has a John Waters feel, because John Waters, it just, most of his movies feel pervy, um, whether that's, I don't know, accurate or not. They have a certain kind of pervy feel. This one had a very fulci, but yet rapey feel on top of it, which was like, oh, yes. double ick. Um, but yeah. it still was uh, an enjoyable slasher movie if you're into Fulci movies. But the that that whole kind of aspect of it was like, ugh. it just yeah, yeah. Especially when the one the the lady goes to the little bar and um and she has the 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 Mexico the dudes in the bar yeah the Mexican guys oh that was such a weird scene and just. Feet, bare feet, and uh, there we go. <laughs> Here's my hideous toe. Let me put it in ya. <laughs> there you got your opening right there. 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the worst part of that, though, wasn't what was happening. It was just that when it kept going, then all of a sudden they were like, oh. ha ha, now See. we laugh at you for yes. sex. Yes, say I like it, say I like it, yeah. Uh, why? Why do that? Uh, yes. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you you watched it and you liked it. And and Chopping Mall as well. Now, did you like the uh, the head explosion in Chopping Mall? Yes, and I, I yes very much enjoyed uh, all of Chopping Mall. I just it was this was not the movie uh, I remembered at all. Obviously, there's another movie out there that I just am not. Uh, I'm not sure what the hell it was, but it was something that I am I had labeled Chopping Mall, and it's not that. No. Hmm. Yeah, well, put it on the list of things that I can't remember. We'll try and find out and watch all these other shitty movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we really uh, been watching uh, watching a lot of movies lately. I mean, this is that's a pretty nice assortment in there, if you ask me. Well, two of those movies were today. I because this this whole uh, shit pipe problem has put me back big time. I thought I was off yeah. to a great start in the beginning, but then, damn, having to deal with this pipe. Excuse me, dealing, uh, getting the uh, shit from my actual shitter to the city where it needs to go uh, yeah. has really set me back. But hey, let me look at the uh, final score here. That's six for me this week, seven for you. That puts me at 13, you at 14, and we're at, at October 13th as of this recording. That is awesome for me because I'm right on schedule. You are way behind because normally you would have watched about 27 horror movies at this uh, point. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this for, for what it's worth. Um, my wife and I are watching a lot of Disney movies. And so that has, uh, that's backed up my, uh, horror septic system. So <laughs> <laughs> no, there is my open. Okay. Um, <laughs> There might have been one or two in there as far as Disney movies that might count as horror. You have to go to IMDb to verify those, though. Yeah, gotcha. That is part of your mission this week. And yes. you know what? I'm Anything else you want to add for this episode? I'm kind of done. I'm just kind of done. So, no, no, uh, yep, no. Do you want to do a tease or anything? I don't even give a shit, so. Um... Yes, I do actually. Um, I have a couple of giallos uh, that I got from Arrow that I'm looking forward to watching. And the most important one of the bunch is I finally have JP Simone's. Oh, God. Uh, or John. <laughs> what? What now? They're like, what now? Pod people. And... No, not pod people. Um, oh. Slug... <laughs> I finally got slugs on from the Arrow, uh, Arrow release slugs, and I finally have slugs on Blu-ray. I cannot <laughs> wait to watch slugs. So I wonder how many people in their life have said, I finally have slugs on Blu-ray. I finally have slugs, You know slugs, what? That might yes. be the open this week. We'll see. <laughs> I finally we'll have see what slugged. future Eric uh, editor decides. Future Eric, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna delete half this episode. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. tease, tease for me. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm just watching more, more, and more horror. I gotta get this. Uh, all these Blu-rays that Eugene gave me off my list. I'm watching them like crazy. And so far, I mean. You're doing great. You're, it's the sanctuary away from the Netflix original, not Netflix. Oh, gotta stop saying that. Um, the direct to Netflix, uh, kind of fodder. So. Yeah. 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 At any Cause rate. there is a big, there is a difference. I mean, you can, you can tell there's a big difference. Big time. So. Yeah. We'll see if the siege of Jaya, Jada, Phil, uh, carry, yeah. carries on the, uh, 
pretty much 100% success rate of yeah. the Netflix originals. I mean, Beast of No Nations was fantastic. So I'm hoping for another Beast of No Nations type quality film. Well, the trailer uh, for the, the Siege was amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, stay yeah. tuned. We'll find out. Yep. Okay. Hey. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. And I feel like I had a joke for the end. But let's see what we're talking about. Uh, it was a callback each kind of joke. Trump sucks, whatever. I'm Eric Marner. Yeah, there you go. And I... <laughs> Amen, I'm you Weaver. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.